Playing the music of your life 24 hours a day on your radio app and smart speaker. This is GTFM. Uh, that was Paula Abdul and Straight Up. And before that, it was Tom Jones, of course, and What's New Pussycat at uh, 12 after 10. Uh, we normally uh, interview the politicians at quarter past 11, uh, but some politicians, of course, got to be different. <laughs> Good morning, Alex Davis Jones, MP for Pontypridd. Good morning, Boradar. I don't, I don't intend to be different. It's just on a Wednesday we've got Prime Minister's questions, so I need to be in the chamber ahead of that at that time. That's why it's like I need to speak to you slightly earlier on a Wednesday. Apologies. I know. I'm just winding you up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? First of all, I'm very well, thank you. The sun is shining today. Um, I hope it's shining in Pontypridd. I'm in Westminster, and uh, yeah, looking forward to. Well, it's Deputy Prime Minister's questions today because the Prime Minister's in Japan, so we've got his Deputy Oliver Dowden um, taking on Angela Rayner at the dispatch box today. So that should be. I'll be in the chamber watching, and it should be a good performance, hopefully, and we can hold them to account to the government for what's going on at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I bet you're looking forward to that. Have you got a question lined up, by the way? Because uh, yeah, I think the last time we spoke, you you had a question. I did. No, no question for me today. So obviously MPs get entered into a ballot for Prime Minister's questions on a Wednesday, and I didn't get drawn out. It's like a lottery. I didn't get drawn out this week, but I will be in there showing um, my, my party some support and trying to hold the government to account. So I will be in the chamber. Okay, so let's start then today with antisocial behaviour in Pontypridd. Um, let's let's clarify what antisocial behaviour uh, can include. Uh, I guess it's things like uh, harassment, uh, verbal abuse. I'm guessing, Alex, even yeah. dumping rubbish, vandalism, uh, shouting, swearing, fighting, intimidation, bullying, like bullying in the workplace as well. Uh, am I far off with that? No, I don't think you are. You know, antisocial behaviour encompasses a whole load of activity and it's completely unacceptable and has no place in society or our communities. Um, Pontypridd has had a lot of attention shone on it recently for a few instances that we've had in our town centre. Um, And I think it's also been unfairly treated as well because Pontypridd has no um, more or less antisocial behaviour than anywhere else, not just in Wales, but across the UK. And I think it, um, it is being, you know, is being robustly dealt with. We have a good partnership of people, the local businesses, police, uh, Rhonda and Taft Council, myself, all working together to try and create an action plan to actually make our town the premier destination in South Wales, which is what we all want it to be. We want everybody to come to Pontypridd, enjoy all the brilliant things that our town has to offer. Um, it's had, you know, an immense amount of investment and redevelopment comes into it. Even more happening now. There's a lot of excitement and buzz around the town. And I'm just really keen to let everybody know that it isn't a no-go area, you know, which is what sometimes it's painted as. It's actually a thriving, wonderful place to come and shop, eat, enjoy yourself and spend a day out. And that is absolutely the message that I would love to portray to our community, to the listeners, that Pontypridd is open for business and it's a welcoming, lovely place to spend your time and your money. Right. I was walking down Taft Street a couple of weeks back. Uh, I got off the train and I was heading towards the bus station. Uh, and I parked at the top end uh, of the of Taft Street on the station end, uh, the railway station end. Uh, I came across about six or seven news. In fairness, they were OK. But for some people, they might find that just a little bit intimidating if you're elderly or disabled. Well, yes. But as you said, 
said, they were they were fine. You know, we want our town to be open to everybody yeah, right. of all ages. And and yes, we know there's been a massive reduction in youth services in terms of what there is to offer young people at the moment. Where else have we got to go is what I'm always asked, you know. And one of the things that we're hoping to do when the YMA opens is to have that youth space, that hub, so they've got somewhere to go, they've got somewhere to call their own and have that real ownership of an area in Pontypridd. We're working with the local businesses to provide what offering we could support for youth services there. And also on the Kalintaf Council, we've got a youth engagement service, which is going to be more involved in the town centre, have a presence there to truly engage with young people, to find out what they want from the area so that we can deliver and tailor a programme suitable for them too. But as you said, it, it is the perception, sadly, that a group of kids or young people in our town centre will be up to, up to mischief or could be up to trouble but that's not always the case it's just that they want to be there with their friends because as I said Ponty is a wonderful place to be why wouldn't you want to be there um, but it's about giving them somewhere that they can go and that they're not causing intimidation which also I think they would be mortified to find out that they were the majority of them because this is a small minority causing an issue and we are trying to deal with that but ultimately as I said we want our town centre to be welcoming for everybody of all ages now, over 50 years ago, uh, and, and I, I don't endorse this, I don't support it, but police officers, if they saw people, uh, youngsters, shall we say, misbehaving on the streets, swearing, that sort of thing, drinking, uh, they could give them a clipper on the back of the head, grab them by the scruff, and take them back home um, or, or take them to the police station. Now, they, obviously, they can't do that now, and a lot of people see that as part of the problem, you know, the effectiveness of the police has uh, diluted over the last sort of 50 years, Alex? Well, I would say, you know, we've had immense amount of police cuts to our area over the last 13 years. And, I, you know, I'm not to get political, but we ha- that has been a decision made by the government in Westminster. And it's had a direct impact. You know, we've had cuts to youth services. We've had cuts to um, employment opportunities. We've had cuts to opportunities for young people in our area. And there, there has been a, a decline. And, and we're seeing, the, you know, the issues that come and stem from that. But what I would say is that the police are wonderful in our town centre. We've got some really, really fantastic PCSOs, our police community support officers, some really good police sergeants who are working in partnership with the businesses, working in partnership with young people as well and our youth engagement service to try and to try and move a way forward so that everyone can enjoy the town. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the first one to stand up in Parliament and say we need more police on our streets. We need more support, more more financial um, opportunities for the police to be able to, to seek other opportunities. You know, we were grateful and um, we were um, able to obtain a Safer Streets grant from the Westminster government because we applied for one. We put an application together, um, the South Wales Police, myself as a local MP, and we were able to obtain a pot of money that enabled the Youth Engagement Service to buy a new vehicle, to go around Ronda Taft and speak to young people and give them a place to go, um, provide opportunities for them. You know, that funding also was able, we were able to purchase more CCTV cameras, which has deterred antisocial behaviour in local communities. So there, there are um, elements of good work happening but as you said it, the police are being asked to do more with less and sadly that has been the issue for the last sort of 13 years and, and, and even before that as we've seen a decline with the police. And if there is uh, any sort of antisocial behaviour the police, uh, can they issue spot fines, that sort of thing for, for, for certain things like yeah, littering, so dog, dog fouling, that sort of thing? Yeah, there, there are things that the police can do. But the biggest the biggest challenge that we've got at the moment, not just in our town centre, but I would say across Rondekin and Taft, is that people are unable to uh, report 
instances of antisocial behaviour to the police. We need people to come forward more. And I know the challenges with the 101 reporting system. You know, you're on the phone for ages. Sometimes you can't get through to a call handler again because sadly of police cuts. But there are other ways that you can report this. You can do it via the online reporting form if you're able to use the internet and get online. You can report it that way. You can even tweet Southwest Police and they'll respond to you. You can DM them on Twitter if you're tech savvy and you, you use social media. Or even if you've got concerns, contact me. That's what I'm there for. I'm the local MP. I have regular meetings with the Southwest Police. I'm able to report instances that happen locally. And then that gives us an idea and a picture of where we know problem hotspot areas are so that the police can focus their limited resources on an area to try and tackle a problem. And we've had some success in areas where there were problems previously and we've put partnerships in place and now we've got thriving communities again. That's ultimately what I want is for everywhere in Pontypris to be a safe and enjoyable place for everybody to enjoy our communities. And I'm sure you work with the other MPs as well, people like uh, Chris Bryant, also Chris Bryant, uh, Beth Winter, Gerald Jones. You, you work together then as a team? We do, absolutely. You know, we we are we work together really closely because it's in all of our benefits. You know, the borders don't um, differentiate our communities as much as people think they do. You know, we, we come from these valleys, we represent them in Parliament, but we also live there ourselves. You know, I'm, I'm regularly in Pontypridd myself and my family because it's where I live. It's where... I enjoy myself. It's where I choose to spend my time. So I want my community um, and everybody who lives in my community to feel the same way. So that's what we're working towards. Great. Uh, Just before you go, because I know you're busy, uh, now most people are affected by the cost of living crisis, aren't they? Uh, But there is support out there, Alex. There is, yes. I would, I would urge anybody who's struggling, again, to get in contact with my office. We recently held a really successful event in Ridvelin and we had loads of support services there, utility companies, we had the TV license authority, the council, um, local housing providers, there was Citizens Advice Bureau, everybody was there to try and show people that there are um, support packages available to them if you're struggling. Please, please don't suffer in silence is my message today. If you do need help, please reach out because my office are there to help. We've put together a guide for people as well of, of all the telephone numbers and all the helpful um, information that they can access support. So just get in contact with us because I'm there to help as well. It, you know, there's, everybody's feeling the pinch at the moment. Energy costs are going up. Food costs are going up. Mortgages are going up. And sadly, you know, everybody's money's not stretching as far. So if you do need that help, I'm there to support you. And you wanted to chat about levelling up uh, on our former coalfield communities because um, you were doing a piece of work on this, I understand, Alex, aren't I you? I am. I am. Well, as I, I, you know, I'm the proud MP for Pontypridd. I'm a, we proudly represent a former coalfield community. In Parliament, I chair a group um, of former coalfield communities, MPs, where we all get together to try and make levelling up not just an empty slogan, but we want it to actually mean something. So we've been we've commissioned this piece of work. It's an inquiry. We, we call for evidence from across the UK, asking people in our former coalfield areas, what do you want to see? How can we actually make levelling up a reality? What could be achieved if we if you know with the political will of Westminster so we've developed this report it's coming out imminently I've got a special meeting today of, of our Caulfield MPs to come together to discuss the launch of this report and as soon as it's launched I'd be happy to come back on air talk you through our plans and and where we're, where we're going to be focusing our energy in order to make that a reality excellent and um so does that involve the furnace plant in Abercrombie as well it does so all of our former sites um, the workforce, the future opportunities. It's about how we can really harness, you know, our industrial past. We were known for the Industrial Revolution, you know, and, and we should be proud of that heritage. 
but it's also about looking forward to what do our former coalfields want to be known for in the next 50 years. We can't keep harking back to previously just being known for our coalfields. Yes, we're proud of that history and that heritage, but what do we want to be known for in 50 years' time? How can we bring new industry to our area, new employment, new opportunities? And that, that's really what I'm trying to grasp and, and level up and bring those jobs and those opportunities to our valleys because we need it, and I'm passionate about that, and that, that's everything I'm championing here in Parliament. And as it, have you had a good response uh, from from the you know the different MPs? Have the constituents have. come back? Yes, and, and, and I would like them... to say as well that this is cross party. So you know, there's there's Caulfield communities across the UK, and they're represented by MPs of all different parties and, and affiliations. And we have come together to you know this isn't a political issue. This is a what's best for our communities issue, and we're working together to create this report and really look at some concrete recommendations about how we can deliver proper levelling up not just make it an empty slogan. We want it to mean something, and that's what we're trying to champion at the moment. Okay, just before you go, have you got the, the contact details so people can get back in touch with you, Alex? Of course. So my office telephone number is 01443, so local number 401122. That's 401122. I'm also on social media. My email address is there. Anybody can get in touch with me. My office is also on Market Street. So please, if you do need help, you want to have a moan, you want to have a groan, you want to have an issue dealt with, that's what I'm there for. Just please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, I went to moan this morning. I got a, My throat is coming back a little bit. but uh, <laughs> Well, I'm I could a... try and help you with that, Gab, but, you know, uh, we've got numerous pharmacies available for you. I was just going to say. I recommend some honey and lemon. That's I, I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> F- funny enough, Chris Mason, who did the breakfast show, said exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, uh, Alex, Alex, Alex Davis Jones, MP for Pontypris. Uh, thank you very much for joining us early this morning, and uh, you have yourself a very enjoyable day. You too, Diokovar, and you rest our voice of yours. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Bye.